Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. We are studying boldness this month in our Digging Deep study. It's March and we've already had the first day of spring. So we're in month... I think this is month seven of our Digging Deep Great Escape study. And today I want to take us us just for a minute to the book of Jeremiah. Last night we had our study, our local Digging Deep study. And Miss Carol Dodd brought up a connection between two verses in Jeremiah, two passages in Jeremiah that I'd like for us to look at just for a minute this morning as we think about Great Escapes. As you know, this month we went to Jeremiah chapter 26, where Jeremiah got in a lot of hot water for speaking just exactly what the Lord told him to speak and where the Lord told him to speak it. You'll remember in chapter 26, God told him in verse 2 to stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah, which are coming to worship in the Lord's house. God wanted these people who were worshiping falsely much of the time, who were worshiping Uh, without the right heart that needed to amend their ways, verse 13, that he wanted Jeremiah to speak some really confrontational words. And he put Jeremiah right in the middle of where the people who needed to hear him most would hear him. He told him exactly where to be. And as we made reference in our lesson, this should teach us that when we speak for the Lord, we need to be sure that we are speaking plainly, that we are speaking to the people who need to hear it, and that we are making sure that they understand whose side we're on, exactly where we stand. And so God God put Jeremiah in that place where the message as difficult as it was going to be for the people to hear and as much as they were going to hate jeremiah for proclaiming it god commanded him to go and to speak i love verse two all the words that i command you and later down in the chapter we see that he did not shave off one bit of what god had asked him to proclaim so Miss Carol pointed out that in Jeremiah chapter 1, beginning in verse 17, and we have to think about chapter 1 of Jeremiah as being the initial call of God to Jeremiah. Uh, It begins by saying, The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, to the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, to the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. So he's telling us that Jeremiah started out prophesying in the days of Josiah, and he continued to prophesy through the years of Jehoiakim all the way until the carrying away into captivity of the city of Jerusalem. So he's prophesying in a very dark period of the history of Judah. And God encourages him. God tells him some of the things that he's going to say against the wickedness of the people of Jerusalem and Judah. And then he says in verse 17 some very encouraging words. Thou therefore gird up thy loins and arise and speak to them all that I command thee 
Don't be dismayed at their faces, lest I confound you before them. For behold, I have made you this day a defensed city. He says, You, Jeremiah, have a wall around you, and an iron pillar, and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. And they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. Well, he says, God says here, I've got some bad news and I've got some good news. They are going to try to kill you. They are going to fight against you, but they will not prevail against you for I'm going to deliver you. So that's the bad news and the good news. He says, I'm making you a defense city, an iron pillar, brazen walls against the whole land. So there's coming a time of great confrontation, Jeremiah. You're going to be in dire straits at times. And we remember he did end up in the bottom of a dung well in, the, in a dungeon where he was in, in filth and left there, but in the end rescued. And in chapter 26, there's an example of a very dire strait. In chapter 26, God says, Stand in the court of the Lord's house, as we said, and speak all the words that I'll tell you to speak. And that's exactly what Jeremiah did. Verse 12, Then spake Jeremiah to all the princes and to all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city all the words that you have heard. Therefore now amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of the Lord your God and the Lord will repent him of the evil that he's pronounced against you. No mincing of words here, very plain talk. And it says that Jeremiah indeed said everything that the Lord wanted him to say. And then he got into trouble. Verse 16, Then said the princes and all the people to the priest and to the prophets, This man is not worthy to die for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God so we've got the princes and the prophets who are ready for Jeremiah to die I mean they are uh, well in verse 11 let's back up a little bit then spake the priest and the prophets to the princes and to all the people saying this man is worthy to die for he has prophesied against this city as you have heard with your ears even after they said he's worthy to die, then Jeremiah pops up in verse 12 and says, The Lord is the one who sent me to prophesy against you. And then that's when he even makes bolder statements against the city of Jerusalem and against, indeed, all of Judah. So then the prophets, notice who it is against him in verse 11. The prophets and the princes are saying to all the people, the priests and the prophets are saying to the princes and to all the people, this man is worthy to die. Then the princes and the people, the common people, say this man is not worthy to die. So they have a kind of a court going on here. And in the end, um, Jeremiah indeed wins the day because Jehoiakim the king decided to go get Uriah out of Egypt and they put him to death sort of to uh, pacify the wrath of, of the people here. But Micah the Morisite, it says, prophesied in the days of Hezekiah king of Judah and spake to all the people of Judah saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed like a field. 
actually um, certain of the elders rose up and said to the people, you know, this is not the first time that someone's prophesied against us. And this is not the first time that we have heard that Jerusalem's going to be destroyed. So be patient here. Maybe he's not worthy of death. Uh, maybe we should not kill him. And maybe we should procure um, great evil against our souls. And it goes on down in verse 20, there was also a man that prophesied in the name of the Lord, Uriah, the son of Shemaiah of Kirjath Yerim, who prophesied against this city and against this land, according to the words of Jeremiah. So, actually, they say, but, and, and you know, Jeremiah is not the only one who said this. There's Uriah down there in Egypt. Let's go get him and let's put him on trial. And so, at the end of the day, bottom of the chapter, verse 24, the hand of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, was with Jeremiah, that they should not give him into the hand of the people to put him to death. So here was a, a, close, a close call for Jeremiah. He barely escaped here in the end. They went and got Uriah, who was a similar prophet down in the land of Egypt and extradited him back and put him to death on this day. So we see that Jeremiah came very close and that they were not above putting the prophet to death. But we know that Jeremiah was spared here because God had made a promise to him in chapter 1. He said, I've made you a defense city, an iron pillar, a brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes, against the priests, and against the people. And they'll fight against you, but they won't prevail. Notice the nouns here in verse 18. You're going to be standing up against the princes. Turn over to Jeremiah chapter 26, verse 11. Then spake the priests and the prophets unto the princes and to all the people, saying, This man is worthy to die. Jeremiah against the princes. Verse 18 of chapter 1. Against the, against the princes, against the priests thereof. Verse 11. Then spake the priests and the prophets to the princes and to all the people. So we've got the princes and the priests. And it says then, and against the people of the land. Verse 11 again of 26. Then spake the priests and the prophets to the princes and to all the people, saying, This man is worthy to die. So did God know what he was talking about in chapter 1 when he said, Jeremiah, you're going to go up against the princes, against the priests, against the prophets, and against the, against the kings, actually, he said in verse 18. And, and we know that Jehoiakim was involved in chapter 26 because in verse 21 he's the one who said okay why don't we go get Uriah and put him to death so we've got Jehoiakim for sure involved in here in chapter 26 verse 1 in the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim the son of Josiah king of Judah came this word from the Lord so it's just very interesting that in chapter 1 God promises protection against the king against the prophets against the priests against the princes and against all the people. God says, those people are going to be trying to kill you, but I'm not going to let them prevail. And we have indeed all of those people in chapter 26 trying to kill Jeremiah. And in the end, Jehoiakim the king sends for Uriah 
brings him out of Egypt and slays him with the sword and casts his dead body into the graves of the common people. That was the fate of one of the prophets in Jeremiah chapter 26. Against the done by, perpetrated by the exact same groups of people that are mentioned in Jeremiah 1 when God says, These people are all going to rise up against you, Jeremiah, but I'm not going to let you die. And then chapter 26 ends with, Nevertheless, the hand of Ahikam the son of Shaphan was with Jeremiah that they should not give him to the hand of the people to put him to death. So, exactly what God said in chapter 1 involving the same groups of people is carried out to the T, to the letter in chapter 26 and God provides that way of escape. In chapter 1 of our lives, God has said, there has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man and God will with the temptation, that's every temptation, provide a way of escape. I, I love that more than a little bit. That's our Jeremiah 1 promise. He has said that to us. That with every temptation, there will be a way of escape. So when you're standing against the kings and the princes and the prophets and the priests and the people, God has already said, it's okay, Cindy Colley. There is a way of escape. You know what the answer is? T-R-U-S-T. Trust. Trust God. Find the way of escape, but don't ever shave off any of the words that the Lord has spoken. I love Jeremiah 1 paired with Jeremiah 26. Thank you, Miss Carol, for digging, and we'll be back next time. Hope you have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.